You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the Earth Station MCU Podcast, your home for all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so much more. Visit us at our Facebook group, Earth Station MCU, at earthstationmcu.wordpress.com, or email us at earthstationmcu at gmail.com. Marvel Universe, and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. My name is Jennifer Hartshorn, and we are here with another episode. This is a doubleheader. We are going to be talking about The Good Samaritan and deals with our devils from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, as well as all the latest news. So I would like to welcome back my co-host, John Rabin. Hello, hello, and Merry Christmas to all. Happy Hanukkah. And however other holidays you may celebrate this fantastic season. Festivus! It's the festival for the rest of us, absolutely. I've got a few complaints. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. So how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, you know, I ate myself silly, which is not really the thing you want to do when you have reflux, but you have to on Thanksgiving. It's, it's, you, have to, you have to brave it and, you know, give yourself a couple of Pepsi completes and just charge through. Exactly. I, I have become a very big fan of uh, Alka-Seltzer has these little things that are like gumdrops, and they're so delicious, and they're, they're my antacid of choice these days. But uh, but yeah, you, you, you got to do that at, at, at Thanksgiving. So uh, mm -hmm. there were lots of lots of cute um, uh, Avengers things uh, posted online about uh, Thanksgiving. So those are fun. I'm, I'm always a big fan of the uh, text from superheroes stuff. So Speaking of which, um, you know, my alma mater, uh, University of South Carolina, played our our our, uh, our big rival, Clemson. Oh yeah. And we we were just blowing it by the uh, by the end of the first quarter. Uh -huh. So I go one channel back. Oh, Avengers is on FX. <laughs> yes. I think I'll watch this instead. Exactly. They've been they've been showing uh, a lot of stuff on FX lately, which I have no complaints about that. I am always happy to watch a little bit more uh, more stuff from uh, from the MCU. So let's see. We've got uh, we got a number of things that have come up in the last month or so. There actually hasn't been a ton of news. Um, the most recent thing, uh, just just uh, recently announced, was that we have official confirmation that Luke Cage season two mm -hmm. is going to be coming up. Yeah. Um, I know. I know. Obviously, it's going to be after Iron Fist. It's going to be after Defenders. I'm under the impression that that Jessica Jones season two is coming out after Defenders. But do you know when Punisher is coming out? Um. I want to say it's sometime next year because they're already filming it. Right. Right. Um. Maybe maybe that's gonna I, I don't know is if if Punisher's gonna be before Defenders or well the next thing we've got is is Iron, Iron Fist. Fist right right but uh, but yeah those those are all gonna be well, coming I'd out imagine... I mean well, do it... we have a date for Defenders yet I have not heard well of one. yeah because they're they're filming too right I would imagine 
it's probably since Punisher started filming before that. Right. So pro- um, that, probably Iron yeah, Fist and then Punisher. Yeah, and then Defenders. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, it's it's going to be a busy year, but uh, with Luke Cage, I don't I don't think we're going to see that before 2018, most likely. Yeah, and uh, I'm really hoping that maybe next uh, season they get they uh, or for Luke Cage that maybe they include Danny in it and we get a little Heroes for Hire action. That would be awesome. I, I would I would have no objection at all if I mean and we haven't seen Iron Fist yet, but uh, mm-hmm. but it, it it definitely it looks like it's going to be awesome. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, we've had a couple of trailers now for Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and uh, this the most recent one um, was uh, our first look at Mantis, who looks very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, and she certainly seems to have kind of a very empathic powers. Right, right. Um, which was unfortunate, unfortunately embarrassing for Peter Quill. Right, but but I mean, it's it's sort of like I mean, it's it's hard to believe that anyone would would not know that that he has the hots for uh, for Gamora, but but anyway, yeah. it was it was funny, and and Drax uh, had a had a good laugh at that, and uh, Baby Groot. Oh my God, oh, can we God, talk yes. about how cute Baby Groot is? Oh my God. <laughs> all right, all right. Now this is the button that blows everybody up. All right, what I just say? <laughs> I Groot. am Groot. No! Yes, and he's so it's so tidy after after the the voice that we had on the last one. So yeah. that's a lot of fun. Um, his, uh, I mean, his rage attack was even cute. Yes, yes, when he shoots out the little vine. So I I am like an I'm, angry toddler coming at you. I know, I know. That's perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one of the other uh, things that has come up and there's there's been some speculation and usually I don't indulge in that but um uh James Gunn made some statements about uh ha- uh getting ego uh the uh the uh sentient planet character uh to to be in um Guardians of the Galaxy and apparently they had to do a little bit of of uh horse trading to get the rights to to him right. um and uh, I think that was that was kind of all folded in with, uh, uh, like, for example, with Deadpool, uh, they wanted to use Negasonic, but they, uh, or rather, um, uh, what was it, Fox, right? Fox did, did Deadpool, right? Yeah, Fox did Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they wanted to use Negasonic, but they wanted to change her power set, so they had to get approval from, uh, from Marvel to do that. Um, and so apparently that was that was part of the swap was they got permission to use uh, ego for that. Yeah, and um, you know her powers in the comics are more kind of telepathic and very cognitive. Right. And their original idea um, was that they were going to have Cannonball right. from mm-hmm. the X Men and the New Mutants mm-hmm. because that's more his power set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they obviously I think Marvel. Or Fox nicks that idea because they're going to make new mutants uh, in the next oh, couple of years. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, something that that wasn't uh, explicitly in here, but and I don't. This is one of these things where you know rumors. It's it's hard to to say if there's there's anything to this, but um, one of the rumors out there was that part of that deal was possibly that Marvel could be getting the rights to Doctor Doom. Um, 
and that he could show up in Infinity War. I mean, that would be cool, but it seems unlikely that they would do that and 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 split him off from Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, I mean, his origin is so tied into them for the fact that he and Reed used to be lab partners in college. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, an experiment gone wrong, you know, blew up in his face, made him all scarred and made him and he blames Reed for it. Right. Which is why he's the bad, the Fantastic Four's nemesis. Right, exactly. Now, in the comics, does I mean, I know a lot of the time villains end up crossing over and, and being in different things than where they started out. Is he someone that has crossed over a lot, or, or is he pretty much been just, just Fantastic Four? You know, he's faced uh, a lot of other heroes. Um, you, you know, he he's faced Thor before he's... He's even actually faced Luke Cage once. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, and uh, but he's very much the Fantastic Four's villain, and he doesn't really go beyond them unless it's a big crossover event or something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would be cool because Doom just seems like he, he has so much potential as, as a great bad guy, and, and he's just been stranded in these terrible, terrible Fantastic Four movies. But um, it would be cool, but, but at this point, I don't think we have anything even remotely resembling a, a credible source on that. So it would be neat, but, but at this yeah. point, it's it's really purely just, uh, just speculation. Um, yes, and dear Fox, please just give up on the Fantastic Four, please, please sell it back to Marvel. Seriously, I don't, I don't know why they're they're hanging on to it because, and I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, the the version that they had with um with uh, Chris Evans as uh, mm-hmm. as uh, Human Torch, the first one wasn't terrible. I mean, especially compared to the, the, the most recent one, which, oh, my God, that, that's another thing I've been doing over the last month is, is getting mm-hmm. caught up on some of my, my superhero movies. And, yeah. oh, my God, I, I, t- I tuned in like an hour into Batman versus Superman, and mm-hmm. I, I, I ended up kind of like live tweeting it on Facebook and going, guys, what the hell is going on? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. See, the problem is you've got what's the director's cut version of Batman versus Superman, which makes slightly more sense, even though things are still messed up. Right. Um, uh, but the thing is, like the the, the first two Fantastic Movie four movies were pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're watchable at the very least. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is just a train wreck from start to finish. And uh, I, I like to think that we've got a or Marvel has a save the torches program. <laughs> Right. Considering we've gotten Chris Evans and now Michael B. Jordan. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I need to get one one thing that's on my watch list in the near future now that I've got Amazon Prime and they've got the whole Rocky collection up there ah, is to watch Creed. Creed, yeah. Yeah, so I get both him and I get Ryan Coogler, who's directing Black Panther. Right, right. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Black Panther, um, man, this cast just keeps getting better. I, I cannot believe the level yes. of talent they are getting for this. Uh, they have just cast Angela Bassett as T'Challa's mm-hmm. mother. So, uh, I mean... The, the, I swear to God, if Denzel doesn't show up in this... I know, right? I mean, that, that, that's gonna be like the next announcement next week is uh we got denzel 
Yeah, and I mean, it it seems anyway. like like uh, I mean, I don't know how big of a role T'Challa's mother is going to be in this. I guess it it just kind of depends on how much how much flashback stuff they do and whatnot. But it seems like they're they're getting these big names for things that may not even end up being really huge parts. But uh, yeah, they've got a lot of lot of award winners in this. So it's uh, you know, and so did Doctor Strange for that matter. Um, they, yeah. they had uh, some people that that have done tremendously well, and you know, I'm I'm just thrilled. I mean, I think that we've had uh, things like Guardians of the Galaxy that had, um, well, I guess none of them were really unknowns. They, they they all had had success in their own areas, but I mean, for that matter, right. look at look at like something like Thor. I mean, who the hell had ever heard of of uh, uh, I almost called him Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth before that? Um, yeah, I, don't, I think there was an article. Um... When he and Tom Hiddleston were cast, it says like right. Marvel picks two no-name actors. Right, right, exactly. Um, and so, I mean, I think that I think that a lot of their, um, you know, comparatively newbie stars have done exceptionally well. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. it just shows you how far we've come that we can we can pull, you know, Academy Award winners on a regular basis, and and not even necessarily for for big parts. So, so that's pretty exciting. Um, also related to Black Panther, um, since, uh, I am, uh, for the moment anyway, uh, still Atlanta based, I get all of the, uh, casting notices and whatnot for stuff going on around town. And, uh, they're casting a lot of Korean extras right now for Black Panther. Um, any idea what, I mean, obviously all of these, these stories end up taking people all over the globe, but I was kind of expecting this to be more Wakanda based and, and Africa based. Any idea? Can you think of any storylines or anything that would have them uh, in Korea? Not particularly, but um, one thing they did say about Black Panther early on was that this is going to be kind of an international uh, suspense uh, tale. Uh huh. So it's not surprising that, you know, obviously we're not going to be confined to Wakanda for the entire film. Right. It right. would make sense for us to go to Korea. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, um, you know, I think as you, you posited with me in our email, uh, mm-hmm. maybe Helen show just show up. Maybe there's something connected to her lab. Yeah. Uh, because obviously they were doing extremely advanced science, which is kind of Wakanda's bag. Right, right, exactly. That that would totally make sense. Um, yeah, the the casting notice had uh, had that. They were also. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. You know what? I, I take it back. I think it was just them. I'm confusing that and and the casting notice for Pitch Perfect, which you know talk about a, a different movie. So, don't listen to me, folks. I'm I'm just getting confused. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the Inhumans show apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's something that has come up and, uh, and I mean, you know, I don't know at, at this point we've had, we've had Marvel's most wanted. We've had a bunch of things talk about, uh, coming up, but, right. um, but this, this certainly sounds like it's going to go. Yeah. Um, they're obviously they're taking the movie and they're going to do it instead as a television show. So we're still going to get, this is going to be very different from, um, from agents, how the Inhumans have been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. These were kind of the ground level, you know, very human, like, you know, we just discovered our power sort of right. Inhumans. 
But and, instead, this show is going to be dealing with the royal family, like the main and human characters that a lot of people are familiar with, like Black Bolt and Medusa and Gorgon right. uh-huh. and uh, Crystal and just all of them. Yeah, and I mean, I it's it's interesting because Kevin Feige hasn't uh, ruled out completely the possibility of there being a movie, but that mm-hmm. would that would be kind of weird uh, given how little crossover there's been between the movies and uh, and the films. It would be a little bit weird. Well, you know, we could always get like the whole six seasons in a movie deal, you know. Oh, that would that would be that would be absolutely sweet. And at at this point, Inhumans isn't going to be coming. You know, if they do a movie, it's not going to be anytime soon because we've got uh, you know we've we've got so many things already on the schedule. And as we've seen, you know, if they want to, they can they can juggle the schedule around a little bit mm-hmm. to make room for something. But um, as it stands right now, it would be I don't know twenty. 2019, 2020, I think, uh, yeah. before they would be getting something else. On. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so they could, they certainly could do six seasons in a movie, but, um, mm-hmm. but we'll have to see on that. Uh, I think uh, th- this is something that's been starting to get some articles posted. I think it's, uh, it's kind of premature, but people are talking about renewals and whether or not Shield's going to get renewed. Um, yeah. It's, it's about that time for uh, starting to talk about this concern. We've got uh, season break or, well, you know, mid-season breaks coming up. Right, right. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, this, is, this is something where obviously, um, and I haven't seen uh, all of the, the breakdowns on what the, the ratings have been. As, as I understand it, at least earlier on, yes, the ratings went down be, in part because we went up uh, a time slot to 10 p.m., but on the other hand, it was doing better than other things they've had in the 10 p.m. slot before. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was part of the point and one of the reasons why ABC stated that they wanted to move it to 10, because they needed something that they knew was going to pull in an audience uh, at that time, which has been a an abysmal failure for everyone else but is doing well for shield right yeah i mean not not as not as well as it had been when it was on at the earlier time but hopefully because that's a time slot that (laughs) that there's low expectations for i guess you would say um Mm -hmm. you know unless they had something that they were just rock solid sure was going to take off um you know as as i've said on, on a certain level, it makes sense because, you know, Disney owns ABC that, you know, it's it's kind of free advertising for them. You know, it keeps right. it keeps the interest up in all of their other properties. You know, even if you don't have a lot of crossover like in um, and we'll we'll meant, we'll probably touch on this more when we get to um, the second half here. But uh, the, in the preview for the next episode, uh Director Mace is is saying, you know, don't you remember what happened with Ultron? You know, even if if the uh, the references are not frequent, um, mm-hmm. we still do get tie-ins. So it's yeah. I would I would think it makes sense to keep it on the air just as a as a marketing tool. Right. I mean, even though we don't have you know will to any interaction between the movies and the television show, this is all still in the same universe. Right. So the things that, you know, like while the Avengers may not really know what S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing at present, mm-hmm. um, S.H.I.E.L.D. is, of course, still monitoring everyone else. Right. So you know. we get things, we get references like Ultron, we get references to Daredevil. Right. You and know, we get all that stuff. 
Exactly. And and there's been um, you know, things like the the episode uh that where uh, Colson was reading about uh Peggy Carter dying and and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, and the Sokovia Accords and all of those things. So, um so yeah, it's I mean, I, I think it's a good marketing tool. Also, um in the uh and and this is again in the in the rumor category. This is something coming from uh the website TechCrunch. But uh, there's at least a rumor out there that uh, Disney might be considering buying Netflix, which would be kind of weird. You know, I'm perfectly okay with that for the simple fact that I want to see all, like, the Disney Vault movies. Oh, yeah. On Netflix. I mean, just everything. Just put Snow White on there. Yes. Put, you know, Little Mermaid, all of it. Song of the South, which ceased to exist after a certain point. Uh, of course, that was because it's flamingly racist. But you know, it's 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 important. Yeah. Uh, it, it's important history. But um, but yeah, I would. I mean, at that point, I I wonder if. I mean, I guess there's there's plenty of uh of um companies that own multiple stations. Like you, what is Universal owns like NBC and Sci-Fi and like eight others but i i wonder when we start getting into um in, into things like this whether whether it gets into fcc issues of you know like monopolies in terms of controlling too many big platforms but i guess we'll see um well i mean disney doesn't really have their own streaming service not yet yeah that's uh, which is yeah. which is why this makes sense but i mean mm-hmm. i don't believe uh uh hulu isn't owned by any major studios is it i think it's its own thing yeah i'm pretty sure i i'm not sure who owns them somebody obviously does right um let me let me check real quick Okay. Um, this, uh, this particular site, uh, um, it was actually, the article was on Collider, uh, was also mentioning that Bob Iger, uh, who is Disney's CEO, is looking at retiring in 2018. And uh, one of, again, this is, this is all rumor and speculation, but what they're saying is that it's possible that, uh, that they could have a merger with Netflix and okay. bump up Netflix's CEO to being over both Netflix and Disney. So, uh, so what'd you find out? Huh. All right, it's actually Hulu is owned by several uh, companies. Ah, um, like they all have they all have shares in it. Uh, Time Warner has a stake. Walt Disney does. Oh, okay. Twenty first Century Fox, Comcast, NBC Universal. Hmm. Interesting, but uh, so that would mm-hmm. that would be. That would be interesting too, because if Disney owned that, I'm sure there would be consequences in terms of other companies not wanting to have their stuff listed on Netflix because it would be owned by another company. But uh, but again, mm-hmm. that's that's we're, we're still talking about uh, pretty pretty vague rumors at this point. Right. Um, and I think that is about it for news. Um, like I said, it's it's been kind of a, a quiet. Period. We've had, you know, things like uh, things like the uh, trailers being released for for Guardians, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, some some casting news. But other than that, it's been relatively quiet. So, all right, uh, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will t- be talking about two episodes of Agents of Shield: The Good Samaritan and Deals with Our Devils. Mm-hmm. 
Hey everyone, this amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to esopodcast.com slash esoamazon, or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. Welcome back, Marvel Universe, and now we're going to be talking about uh, two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we had a lot going on. Um, we uh, First, mm-hmm. first we're going to start out with uh, The Good Samaritan, which is kind of, I, I won't say it's it's an origin story for this version of, of Ghost Rider, but it kind of is. I mean, it, it says how he got his his powers, even though we don't know who he got them from, really. Um, yeah. Well, we we can guess. I mean, it's certainly it's 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 Ghost Rider on a motorcycle, so you know the assumption would be Johnny Blaze, but we're, we haven't actually seen him. We don't know why he would have passed the uh, passed the torch, as it were, <laughs> uh, over to Robbie. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you understand uh, something about Ghost Rider, you understand that this is not. A blessing. This is, these aren't powers that you want to keep. True. You know, you're driven to murder very bad people on a regular basis. Absolutely. But um, can can you tell me anything about uh about how the power has passed between Ghost Riders in in the past? Like, is it something where uh the 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 rider just kind of goes, oh, uh, I would like you to go over there and give it to that guy right now. Well, the power really has a mind of its own. Right. Um, in the comics, it's it's a demon called Zarathos. Okay. Um, and he basically possesses the person who becomes the new writer and drives them towards uh, vengeance. Right, um, right. Usually, it's usually in a more cosmic sense, whereas, um, you know, Robbie has been taken down, uh, the Locos and people who are basically responsible for his death and his uh, brother being in a wheelchair. Right. The writer, or the ghost writer in the comics as a whole, is more a spirit of vengeance. Period. Right. So if you've done something wrong, if you've committed a major sin, the writer is going to come for you. Right. So it's it's more, uh, you know, sort of sort of global, or or at least you know, national. I, I guess he probably doesn't go global a lot on a motorcycle, but yeah. um, that he's going around, and it's not just that one person's personal vengeance. Right, um, and we can actually talk about this a little bit more in the next episode, sure. uh, in terms of uh, the New Deal, so to speak. Right, exactly. But uh, but yeah, so we so we get to see uh, the accident in which uh, in which. Um, uh, the brother's name is not Robbie. It is Gabriel. Gabriel. That that I was I was getting there. Yes, uh, in which Gabriel uh got um uh ended up uh in a wheelchair, and uh, it it appears that that Robbie was probably killed or very very close to it. Um, he he definitely did not look to be in good shape, and he believes that that he was dead and made uh some kind of a deal with this uh this demon. All right, so uh, so that actually uh, we we end up finding that out a bit later in the episode. But the uh, the other thing that's kind of going on, well, we got a couple things. Um, we've got the flashbacks to the story of uh, Lucy and Joseph and Eli and uh, uh, mm-hmm. 
how they how they all ended up getting turned into ghosts. And uh, I remember uh, this was this was something where I started posting about it, and you were like, "No, no, I haven't seen it yet." And uh, uh, and then it turned out you kind of knew what the what the big uh, reveal was going to be anyway, which is that Eli, Uncle Eli, not a nice mm-hmm. guy, not a good not person. Remotely. <laughs> yes, because it seems like you know it seemed like oh this poor guy he's in jail, and the way that it, it was you know painted up to that point oh god he's getting he's getting kidnapped by lucy and this poor guy and then in the flashbacks we find out that when he figures out what they're doing he's like oh no i have to take the book away from them and and you think oh he's so good he's gonna stop them from doing this evil thing and no he just wants the evil thing for himself pretty much so it's like you know like i said I, i knew from the beginning of this, Eli is not going to turn out to be a good person because in the comics, he is a, a sociopathic serial killer, and he is the spirit that actually possesses Robbie instead of the demon Sarathos. Oh, really? That yeah. is interesting. Huh. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so yeah, so that, that's one of the big things going on is that, you know, we, we see this, this flashback to them, uh, you know, making this stuff and uh, uh, this... Uh, this machine that apparently defies the laws of physics because it can make something out of nothing. Um, And uh, it's, this was, uh, this episode in particular uh, was, was really hitting my, uh, my fangirl bells because there was Mm -hmm. so much in here that tied back in with agent Carter. Yes. Um, Because we did have a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and then we we later find out that it that's you know that's no coincidence because the uh, the company that they were working for mm-hmm. was a division I believe of Roxxon, which and Roxxon had bought out what was it called Isodyne? Isodyne, mm-hmm. right? Which is what uh, Whitney Frost had been working for, and uh, and that that whole thing when they were um, uh, creating was it did they call it dark matter? Uh, Back on yeah. Agent Carter, yeah. Um, so, so same kind of thing, and uh, and this uh, this ties in with you know how they became ghosts, and uh, as as we later see uh, the kind of crazy stuff that uh, that Eli can do, um, and uh, and yeah. So, uh, but that will that will end up tying in with uh, with the next episode when we talk about uh, half the team getting turned into ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so the other uh, other plot line going on is uh, Director Mace actually kicking some ass and uh, and and being uh, being rather assertive. <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes there are people in the world that you just don't want to see what their bad side looks like because yeah. they're so nice, and that's that's kind of where Mace is at, especially when it, when he starts thinking that Coulson is going directly against his orders and pulling some shady stuff. Right. Which you know, he he's is. Like, okay, I'm gonna put a stop to this now. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, uh, one of the things that that we had we had seen, you know, obviously we had seen Mace being being a nice guy and being all, mm-hmm. um, oh God, what is it? That the team that oh, I try to remember what that little aphorism that he keeps saying to Simmons is that, that she was so obnoxious. But but yeah, he's got all these you know yeah. little cutesy slogans and things like that. But then when we saw him with Senator Nadir. He knuckled under pretty quick on that. Um, so 
I thought it was good to see him uh, him kicking ass and taking names because uh, he realizes, again, um, coming right out of that uh, that discussion with Senator Nadir, that uh, that Phil knows uh, where Ghost Rider and Daisy are, and mm-hmm. he's keeping it to himself. And uh, so. So they basically get boarded, and uh, and Coulson and Mac do uh, a clever thing in terms of trying to hide them, but Mace isn't dumb, you know. The, again, yeah. that's uh, that's something that impressed me is that you know we we have obviously Coulson's our man, and you know we think oh you know Coulson and Mac they're gonna if they come up with something no one's gonna figure that out. Well, Mace actually mm-hmm. does. Yeah, and uh, at the same time. We get to see something pretty amazing coming out of that, namely the only person who's been able to break out of a shield containment cell. Exactly. And and that ends up being, I think, in part because, you know, obviously he doesn't like being in there and he's he's pissed off mm-hmm. and everything. But what really sets him off is when Fitz comes in and is like, hey, I figured out where Eli is and I need you to sign off on this thing. And when uh, when Robbie hears that, that's that's when he goes, you know, full full carrot top, as they put it. Yeah, it's like you're not going without me. Right, and exactly. And he gives a pretty good beating to Mace. Yes, um, and uh, the people that were saying, oh, well, Mace is invulnerable and stuff like that. I mean, and and sure, when, when we saw May, who is established as being one of our biggest, you know, combat monsters, go up against mm-hmm. him, she got, you know, pasted completely. But uh, but he, he pretty much uh, throws throws Mace around like, uh, not, uh, yeah, he pretty much throws Mace around like he's a rag doll, so... Yeah, which unfortunately becomes also the same moment that Gabriel like sees Robbie fully as the Ghost Rider. Right, and uh, and there was there was this uh, you know sweet heartbreaking thing earlier on in the episode where he's like, I think I figured out what you are, and Daisy's going, Oh God, here it comes, here it comes, and he's like, You're a secret agent, and they're both like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but so anyway, they they end up uh, they end up going off to the uh, to the lab where uh, where they believe that uh, Lucy and Eli are, and uh, that kind of ends up leading right into uh, into where our next episode picks up. Yeah, because obviously you know we get that we get that moment when e- we realize that Eli is the bad guy. He turns the machine on well and puts himself in it. Big explosion. And suddenly he's got powers, and Robbie may or Robbie Coulson and Fitz are gone. Well, I think I I don't think they're gone. I think we see them get hit by the explosion mm-hmm. um, because we don't. That's that's kind of one of the things at the beginning of the next episode. We don't really realize right. uh, what's going on. But yeah, it it shows. Well, it shows them getting hit by a shockwave, and it shows May and a bunch of other people on their way in, the shockwave right. stopping just before it gets to them. At least that was my yeah, recollection but, I of mean, it. at the very end, we get Eli coming out of the machine, forming matter out of nowhere, right. and Coulson, Fitz, and Robbie are nowhere to be seen. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, that, 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 is, that is definitely true. All right. Literally nowhere to be seen. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, uh, so we had that one, and then we had the long break uh, throughout uh, November, and I ended up having to go back and uh, rewatch that one to remember kind of where we were going into this new one. 
but uh, this one is deals with our devils, and uh, like I, like we've been saying all all through this, there there are so many things that tie directly over from uh, from the previous episode into this one. Yeah. As we said, we we end the episode with uh, with Robbie and Fitz and Colson, who are not they're kind of in different different places, but they all get hit by this shockwave. And uh, we start out the episode by seeing um, May and uh, and Mac going around and uh, you know exploring the compound and going, oh my gosh, where are they? I can't can't get them on comms and whatnot. And uh, and it's not until a little ways into the episode that we start seeing the same exact scenes, but with Fitz and Coulson in it, going, we're right here, we're right here. <laughs> Why can't Which... you hear us? Which is one of my favorite parts when we see the scene when um, Daisy is chasing Mac in the charger, <laughs> and then you know she scrapes up the side of it and it's like, oh, it's a magic car, it's fine. But then we get that scene with Robbie, and it's like, oh, that, oh, that my baby, no, that yes. only works when it, when I'm driving. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so that that you know made for. Uh, I I think this was an, an episode that had really good acting because I. I went back and rewatched it, and I was thinking, did they like CGI people out, or or CGI them in? And I'm pretty sure it was just people exactly repeating the exact same reactions and the exact yeah. same uh, same perspectives and everything. Uh, so really, really, really good uh, good acting on that. Oh yeah, and and something uh, that had happened just sort of quickly in the last episode that we we don't find out the resolution till this one partway through last episode mace said simmons you're gonna go do something and i'm not telling you what it is and you just have to go mm -hmm. and then she disappeared for the rest of the episode and we didn't hear from her in this one we find out that she has gone off to uh nadir's brother did, did we ever find yeah, out what, mean, what relation they were uh we, i mean she said it's her brother okay um you know, and that was that was uh, in the episode when we first see him still in the cocoon. Right, right. And so uh, Simmons, that turns out that's what her secret mission is: is she's been sent off to basically get him out of the cocoon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which seems like a terrible idea if the person isn't done cooking, as it were. Uh, it seems like usually they they come out of it when they're ready to come out of it. But at least in, in terms of the ones we've seen. Yeah, and I mean that could still be posing a problem, or maybe he just had some kind of difficulty that we'd never seen before. Sure, sure, absolutely. But uh, but but that's where it turns out she's gone. But um, it's again, it's it's heartbreaking because Fitz is like, oh, I have to call Simmons and tell her I'm not dead, and then he's like, oh, that's right, I'm in a different dimension. <laughs> but yeah. He, He's freaking out because he can't get in touch with her. And and again, I, I gotta say, Ian, how do you say that? Ian DeCastiker? Is that what that what his name Ian, is? Uh, I believe it, Ian DeCasker. Yeah, Ian DeCasker. He is such a good actor because I was I was right there. I was like, you know, feeling what he was feeling, and then there was a part of me that went, wait a second, this is actually like a totally irrelevant plot point, mm. but I care about it. Because he's selling it so well, so that was that was awesome. But so we uh, we get to uh, get to see the the frustration of of the team of not being able to talk to each other. Uh, and there's a, a great scene 
with uh with May where she has this this little uh monologue uh talking about how she was you know she was saving this I guess bottle of wine or something for uh oh it was a it was a bottle of scotch it was um it was a, a bet between hit between Colson and Fury right right yes that uh uh, and they were they were saving it for something that was worse than this this one mission, and uh, it it seems, and, and this is this is something that you know some of my friends that that do fanfic are, you know trying trying to say if there's justification for for shipping uh, Phil and and uh, Coulson and May, and I mean I guess if you want to ship them then then you can, but this was the first episode where I was like maybe there is something to this. Because uh, at the end, when uh, when when they come tumbling out of the uh, the gateway, and Fitz goes over and gives this huge hug to Radcliffe, and Fitz is like, "I'm so glad to see you." And between May and Coulson, there's just this kind of awkward sup, you know, <laughs> where it's yeah. like, I, I would expect it's there almost, to be something. It's almost kind of like the same relationship that uh, Zoe and Mal have in in Firefly between Coulson and May. Yeah, kind of. It's not yeah. it's not romantic, but they're basically mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, they, they've got that that neat uh, neat little scene there. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, we we've got a, a great comment about uh, the shotgun axe, which I'm so glad that he's kept the shotgun axe because that's fun. Um, I, I'm only disappointed that we didn't get to see the uh, shotgun axe wield fire. That's oh man, how cool would have that been? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that would have been awesome. But uh, so one of the the big things that that happens, of course, is that we end up with the uh, the spirit of vengeance getting transferred out of Robbie and into Mac. Yeah, because the uh, the spirit of vengeance is. Like recognizes that Robbie's basically being dragged to hell, and he's like, "I'm not going with you. I've already escaped from there once." Right, because because Robbie is not uh, uh, not not only that he's getting and and see that's something that I wondered about is that does Robbie start getting dragged to hell because the spirit leaves him, or does the spirit leave him because he's getting dragged to hell? Because it seems like um, uh, I think this, well, it seems to leave him because he's getting dragged to hell. Because of course, it's happening to uh, to Coulson and Fitz as well. Oh, that's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just I was thinking that uh, that it was more that the writer was like, well, if I'm stuck in this other dimension, then I can't, you know, I can't do my thing if I can't affect people. But uh, yeah. but yeah, re- regardless of of the order, um, he ends up going into Mac, which I think is is pretty pretty awesome, and. Yeah. Uh, and Mac takes off on the motorcycle, and it's like, yes, Ghost Rider on a yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, you know something's up when Mac punches somebody for no reason and takes off when they're about like when they've been ordered to go somewhere else. Right, exactly, because because Mac is, I mean, he'll he'll break the rules for a friend, but this is just sort of taking off at random. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I love the the fact that Mace has a has a line about he took off without a helmet. What? You know? uh, it's like yeah, it's like oh, I'm ticked because a you broke you broke the rules, b you took off, and c you don't have a helmet. You have to have a helmet. Right, exactly. 
Mace is so funny. But that ends up leading to uh, to a really good scene, which is the one between uh, Mac uh, at, while he's uh, he's in in carrot top mode uh, with Robbie because it's the first time that they've gotten to actually uh, the the writer and and um, Robbie have gotten to have a conversation that was not inside his head. Yeah, and that's something that the writer comments on. It's like, oh, finally we get to we get to speak face to face. Right, exactly, and uh, and it's interesting because, of course, where where we get uh, where we get at least part of our title from is that that Robbie uh, sort of reups the deal with him. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a little more in keeping. Like the new deal is a little more in keeping with um, how the writer is portrayed in comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is that, like I said in the previous episode, Ghost Rider is a spirit of vengeance. It's not mm-hmm. just vengeance against your enemies. It's vengeance, period. Right. And that's essentially what Robbie ends up agreeing to by the end of this episode mm-hmm. when he says, look, it's not. it won't just be about my debts. It will be about yours, too. Right, right, exactly. So uh, so that ends up being cool because on, on the one hand it's it's sad that that we lose uh, Mac as being having having cool powers. It's it's also there's there's also an interesting line in in passing about how Mac has so much pain that the writer could even mm-hmm. though he doesn't have this this burning desire for vengeance he has so much pain and I'm I'm wondering what that I mean I don't think we've really seen what that ties to have we i mean maybe you know, the yo-yo writers, the writers no the writers said that mac lost hope and That's what we true, see yeah. at the very end uh when he and robbie are sitting out in front of the portal is yeah. that mac has a photo that we can't see the picture of but it right. says hope and it has that date of 2006 on it oh okay i yeah i totally so totally missed that that could have some vengeance in his life you know he's lost yeah. somebody we don't know how yeah, because I was I was wondering. I'm like, he's not that broken up over Yo-Yo, I don't think. Nope. Um, but uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, so then the other, uh, of course, this is deals with our devils, and the other plot line that goes on is uh, I was glad to have uh, have Radcliffe back because he's he's my mm-hmm. favorite supporting character of this year. Um, and they go to him and say, "You got to help us figure out how to get uh, how to get um, our our people back." Uh, and, um, actually, I don't even know if that's, yeah, that, that, that is what happens because that's right. Cause, cause May goes and gets the book and she's going to read from the book. And then she realizes, well, is, is there, you know, is there another option here? So she brings it yeah. to Radcliffe and interestingly Radcliffe, cause I thought that he was, you know, fairly, fairly power hungry. And I figured that the book would immediately talk to him and be like, Hey, yeah. let me, eat, let me eat your brain here. But he takes <laughs> He takes one look at it and is like, whoa, no, no, not touching that one. Yeah, Rob, Radcliffe is smart enough to know when he's in over his head and when he, when some when some knowledge is too dangerous. Right, which which actually surprised me because usually uh, usually smart people are not that smart uh, in this mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, he does. He, he says, you know, I'm I'm out of my depth here. I'm I'm not going to touch it. And uh, of course, I and I saw this one coming a mile away. But but of course, they've got Ada there, and uh, they realize, oh hey, and possibly prompted by the the spirit of Fitz there. Um, yeah. Um, we certainly seem to have the the kind of the electromagnet goes, you know, when we get when we get that when we get Robbie's able to shout enough that his blinker turns on in right. the car. 
Right, right, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and if it's a, an electromagnetic thing, it would make sense because uh, the person who picks up on it is Ada, and she says, I could read the book. And I think it's interesting because they've, mm -hmm. they've established previously that everybody sees it in whatever language they're, you know, they're most familiar with, and she yes. sees it in binary. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So but, she almost becomes like a robot, like a android wizard by the end of it. Exactly, and and uh, it really cool uh, ties in with um, with Doctor Strange because of course mm -hmm. they're in they're in another dimension, um, right? And uh, you know with the ties into Agent Carter with the, you know the, the the dark dimension and mm -hmm. everything there. Um, it ends up uh, when when they're when they're making this this portal this gateway. It looks very much like the uh, the hand jive that they right. do um, in in Doctor Strange, and the portal has the same kind of orange energy that they yeah, have um, from the sling rings. Exactly, exactly, and so she ends up building this portal, and it's it's very impressive, and it's it's so interesting to see her mm -hmm. physicality, and when you think about it, compared to the very flowing motions that they had, you know, kind of Tai Chi like in, um, and it's it's hilarious. Right. I'm I'm waving my arms around here while I'm recording, <laughs> but um, you know, this this very flowing motion that they have with all of the the mystical stuff in Doctor Strange, and her is is very uh i wouldn't, wouldn't say robotic but it's very precise um going back and right. forth and, and rather than there being curves it's all um you know very um uh what's Geo it? Uh, geometric exactly exactly and uh kind of cabalistic like the the you know uh the tree of life kind of uh, stuff that or key to right. key of Solomon. That's it. Key of Solomon stuff. Um, so so she ends up making this, and uh, you know they they you can tell that they have a moment of going. Should we really do this? Because this is you know we should we really have this this sentient android do this? But they go we yeah, got we got to do it. You don't know how that's going to affect an android. Exactly, but they go. We we got to do this, so so let's just go ahead and do it. And I think that's that's sort of the other deals with our devils thing, because uh, in addition to the the Robbie parallel, is that you know they're they're you know choose they're making a choice that they don't know what the what the payoff is really going to be, mm -hmm. and and um, and so at the the very end of the episode, uh, and again. I love I love this because the sort of the the teaser bit on the end of it is we see Radcliffe uh, playing the guitar and making up just some stupid stupid lyrics about how cool Ada is and, and it's just kind of it's hilarious but it's also kind of sad. Uh, and then pan over her building some kind of construct brain. <laughs> Exactly, and it's it's funny because as I was sort of doing doing research for this uh, this episode, um, mm -hmm. I saw something that had a uh, a screen comparison between that and uh, constructing the brain for Ultron, and it's like, oh God, it looks exactly the same. Of course, we don't really know what the end result is going to be, whether she's going to turn evil or whether it's just going to be, oh, by the way, I've got my own uh, sentience now. Right, and and not only that though. I mean, if you think about, you know, even even if she doesn't go full Ultron, if you think mm -hmm. of having an android who has Doctor Strange type powers, mm -hmm. holy crap, that is ridiculous. 
that is just crazy, crazy messed up. And and it also makes you wonder, you know, that there was there was certainly obviously a spiritual dimension in in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, and you know, a sort of mind over matter kind of thing. And the fact that somebody who doesn't have a a quote unquote soul, you know, somebody who is an android being able to do magic, that just puts right. it in a in a whole other, you know, it it makes it makes the the magic completely scientific and not uh you know it's sort of the what is it sufficiently advanced technology looks like magic yes. um that's that's exactly what this you know, is it's godwin's law isn't it no godwin's law is the the hitler one. Oh, that sorry <laughs> but uh but i think it might, might be asimov one of asimov's things but, i think and, so yeah that anyway. actually sounds more like Anyway, regardless, um, I'm really interested to see what they end up doing that uh, with that in terms of, you know, and and this is this is a great example of something that S.H.I.E.L.D. can do that is not a direct tie into the movies, but it takes an idea from the movies and takes it in a totally different direction that is really interesting in terms of, you know, to what degree is is magic a mental and spiritual thing and to what degree is it just science and computation mm-hmm. all right so uh i think that covers most of the stuff that was uh going on anything else are we good to uh jump right in with ratings i mean there was one other thing if we're sure. going to make comparisons to uh dr strange is yeah. how the uh hell or whatever it is that's creeping in on colson and fitz and them looks a lot like the mirror dimension Oh, yes. Interesting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like a that... very dark version of it, but right, it still right. has the same kind of fracturing. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And that's that's an interesting, you know, be- because obviously, you know, the whole idea of, of demons, we have our own idea of what, what demons are, but... Uh, you know, when when you have a cosmic science fiction superhero kind of thing, um, hell can just be another dimension, and and demons can just be you know uh, right. ex- extra planar beings as opposed to uh, having an actual religious connotation. But uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, this is uh, some some very eventful episodes. I think that. I think these probably, I don't know, do you want to rate them together since there's a lot of crossover, or do you think they merit uh, individual uh, ratings? Um, I would say individual, considering such a, we had such a break from it. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on that. So uh, so when we're talking on a, uh, let's see, what, oh yeah, we do, we're doing Flaming Skulls this season. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking in Doctor Strange terms. But yeah, so, so on a scale of one to five Flaming Skulls, with one being terrible and five being best Flaming Skull ever, how would you rate The Good Samaritan? You know, I, I'd maybe give uh, three and three-fourths. Okay. Um, I think it would have been like... EY would have been, I think, a bigger reveal for me if I wasn't familiar with the comics already. Sure. But I loved, like, my favorite moment was seeing Robbie's origin and Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, who we can presume to be Johnny Blaze pass the mantle on to him. So we know Johnny Blaze exists in the Marvel Universe. Right, right, exactly. Um, I think I'm – how is it? Hard call. Um, I think I'm going to go with a four for the, for this one. 
Um, I I loved uh, the the backstory, and for, like I said, for me, the uh, the Eli reveal of him being evil, uh, I didn't see it coming, and uh, I, I I love it when shows surprise me. Um, so that was that was really cool. We we had a we had a lot of really cool moments in that. I I loved the. Uh, um, the the idea of and of course we get that even more in the second episode but the idea of telling the story from Gabe's point of view first mm-hmm. and then telling the story from Robbie's point of view that was cool the whole thing with um Mace really really you know was was shining in, in this one he was he was kicking ass and I, I love seeing him get to do some cool stuff so I'll go with a four for that one okay all right so moving on to deals with our devils how would you rate this one. I'd say that this is at least a four, maybe a four and a half, just because of the level of ramping things up mm-hmm. uh, between, you know, how like it was kind of a slow burn with the, the three of them stuck in the other dimension until mm-hmm. things got really serious. But then we have the writer jumping out of gay or we have the writer jumping out of Robbie and into Mac. We have the confrontation between Mac and Rob, or, or, I mean, between the writer and uh, and Gabe that essentially ends up in the new possibly worse deal for Robbie, and mm-hmm. uh, at the end of it, you know we've got the t- we've got the tie-ins to Doctor Strange, we've got mm-hmm. Ada creating the portal and reading the Dark Home, and now we don't know what's going on with her anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I am actually going to go out on a limb on this one and give this one a five. Um, I mm-hmm. was super, super psyched after, after watching this and, uh, this suffice to say, this has been a, a, a rough week for me, but, uh, mm-hmm. th- this just, I was thrilled with, uh, with the, the degree of tie-ins we've got, you know, uh, you know, more, more direct we had it in the last episode, but I felt like this was this was really connecting us to the whole Ghost Rider story. And I in any episode that's got Radcliffe being awesome and being dorky in it is going to be a plus for me. Um, the yep. stuff with Ada, the way they tied it in with Doctor Strange, the way that that everything tied together, and some really superlative acting. I think that the the acting was was the best I've ever seen it on shield in the, in the first couple of episodes of this season. I think mm-hmm. the right, the writing was just rock solid and, and the acting was outstanding. And it's been, it, there's, there's just been so much plot going on that I don't think we've, we've necessarily seen uh, the interactions that we had earlier in the season, but I felt it came back a hundred percent in this one. So I, I I'm going to, Gonna go for a five on this one. I was very impressed. Excellent. All, all right. Um, I believe that is it for uh for this week. Then, um, we are gonna be back uh in a week or so uh with the mid season finale uh of Agents of Shield, and uh then we will have I don't even know how long the break's gonna be now that we don't have Agent Carter to to fill it in. Yeah. But. Uh, we will. And we don't we'll, have any. We don't have any new movies or anything either. No, we do not. But uh, we will. We will find something to to uh, fill the time and uh, mm-hmm. get back in touch with y'all. But uh, that is it for this week. So we will see you next week. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. 
Classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.